Welcome to Stop, Hack, and Roll, a podcast about combining all of John Harper's games into one micro game about Luchador Mice. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be revisiting Luchadoraton and changing it from a simple reskin to a game that stands on its own. We did a cool thing this weekend. We played your game. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, I really we, enjoyed it. We it. played for a long time. It was it it was oh it God, was technically a, a brunch, <laughs> but we did I think not stop playing until like eight o'clock at night. Yeah, it was like yeah. we didn't we didn't actually eight. start playing until so. noon, but it was it was good. It was a good game. It was a lot of no, people. Yeah, that's it was true. A big game. Um, it was maybe yeah. too big, but like we got all of our friends in, so uh, we got a lot of. Yeah, I think it was too big, but great to have all the friends yeah. there. Definitely. Um, we we I think it was a good playtest. I think we got a lot of cool opinions. Um and and I know that like Jess yeah. and I on our on my ride home talked about a lot of cool stuff and I have some stuff to share with you. Maybe not right now, but in the future. Um about some things <laughs> that like feel yeah, fantastic. Off still to me. But uh man, that, that is a polished yeah. system that is uh pretty near done, I think. I'm pretty happy with it. I think there's a lot of things that uh, need to be tightened up for me to be really happy with where it is. Leverage continues to be a thing that is in the game because I felt like I couldn't get around it. Yeah. And I don't like it. So I'm still, I'm working on how to excise it without making things feel flat, but currently I think it doesn't do what I want it to be doing. Um, I'll have to go over the notes that I wrote down after I get back. I think I want stress to build faster. Yeah. And leverage to do to be replaced with stress in a couple of places. Okay. I can see that. And maybe do some stuff with uh integrating pasión into the rules, which I think is a mechanic that has worked really well once and worked kinda a little flat twice, and I, I've still got to work out exactly how to make it hit. Yeah. The way I yeah, want to. Yeah, yeah. It was uh it was a thing that I did not notice or was aware of at all, really, in the game. And yeah. so I think that that's probably something that could be worked I on. Had, I hadn't known if it was something I wanted to include or not for that game because we had a huge table. So I was kind of, it was a little uh, spur of the moment that I included it at all. Yeah, it was fun. But two new playbooks. Yeah, yeah. I played one of them, too, and it's good. Um, Thank it's, you very it's much. pretty pretty far in the way there, and I it definitely w- made me want to... Uh, Go back and dig up some more uh, old uh, Lucha um, movies and try to help <laughs> you uh, work on that uh, playbook to get that. That I, like I had written a real, real, real rough version uh, for the very first that version was, of the game you ever wrote. That was back when it had stats yeah. and there was no audience mechanic and yep. and it was very flat. Um, but I have some I have some ideas. I did some thinkings. Uh, awesome and uh, yeah and and then and really. Any excuse to go back and watch more uh, Luchador movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have some good ones on my computer already, and uh, I got to do some more research. Well, this is a perfect time for you to look at Luchador movies. And yeah, look at that transition. Yeah. <laughs> almost like I planned that segue. <laughs> almost. It's almost like you planned it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of segues, let's talk about Luchador Raton, a game that you could theoretically play while on a segue. Yeah. But it'd be really hard. <laughs> Man, we were just talking about before we started the show, we wrote this game in like episode nine of this podcast. 
and yeah. we are on episode 46 now. So, man, it has been a long time since we looked at this game. Um, and yeah. it has been living in this state of technically it was complete and, uh, or at least mostly like 98% complete, but it yeah. was kind of living in this state of like, we we had felt like it missed something, um, yeah. and it wasn't quite there. And also it was very obviously and clearly a hack of lasers and feelings, which was the right. purpose of what we were doing. Um, but we have wanted to make it into a thing that we could like actually finish, make a PDF, print a little book, maybe, um, actually release it for sale, which is the thing you can't do with the license that Ladies and Feelings is, uh, released with. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I was never really fully satisfied with it as a Lasers and Feelings hack. Yeah. Um, I always kind of felt like the balance between... Uh, Luchador and Raton, uh, wrestler and mouse, was one where you're kind of like leaning towards one and the other was how we had it mechanically. Mm-hmm. But I always kind of want it to be something that you're like actualizing into one or the other or both. Less of like a you have to give up being a Luchador in order to be a mouse. Yeah. yeah. The, the story and the mechanics never quite lined up the way I wanted it to. And once we started to like develop the courage system and some helping mechanics yeah. like that started bringing it a little bit away. I think that that starting it as a, a lasers and feelings hack was definitely the right call. Like it got us. Yeah. Most of the way there. But I think that you and I have both advanced as game designers in the, the intervening period of time. And um and so uh, I think today we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this game and see where we end up. Yeah, and I think there's a possibility that we rip everything out and in some ways start over because I've had some kind of brainstorms and I'd love to hear what you think about That's them. That's cool, cause, uh, and I would love to hear them. So why don't I really quickly run through the rules as they exist in the game? For the people who uh, maybe started later in the in the show and haven't quite gotten back to those old episodes yet. Yeah. And then I think we should maybe talk about what our goals are for the game, what we want it to do, and then maybe talk about the new direction that I'm looking at. Cool, cool, cool. That sounds really good. Um, Perfect. So, Luchador Raton, as it exists on this piece of paper in front of me, is a reasonably traditional uh, lasers and feelings hack. Um, it starts off pitting the concepts of mouse and lucha against each other. Um, we came up with a lot of really cool mouse and and lucha themed ideas for creating characters and themes. Um, you would again choose a number between one and five uh, to start your uh, to start your character on that on that that sort of slider between lucha and mouse. Um, you'd set a goal, uh, you'd do this, we didn't really change the dice rolling mechanic too much, um, and then based off of whether or not every action you were taking was either a, a more mousy action of, uh, of like, uh, being small, being, um, l- maybe less courageous, uh, ver- or whether or not you're rolling a, uh, a lucha move where you're sort of in, um, where you are embodying your mask, your theme, and you're, you're being big, you're being brave, uh, you would roll one way or the other. Yeah. So this is based on uh, John Harper's Lasers and Feelings, yeah. which is a Star Trek sort of game where you're performing either feelings moves where you're kind of socializing or understanding people, 
or lasers moves where you're fixing ships and things like that. So it has that same kind of interplay between the two that you're either good at mouse or at mask, and uh, your roles are trying to use one or the other, depending upon what you're uh, trying to achieve. Yep, we had also added a courage mechanic late in the the, produ- like yes. the production of this game, um, which was co- sort of a secondary number system, where everyone would start with two courage, and then uh, you if you... Blah, blah, blah. I forget how you... Oh, so you could use courage then to help people. I think that was our primary mm-hmm. he- helping mechanic. And you would yeah. spend a point of courage to add a plus... Uh, add, to add another die to their roll. Um, and then if you were above three courage, you could also spend courage to boost yourself. Um, yes. I do forget how you uh, got more courage. You get courage by rolling Luchadoratones, okay. which is rolling the exact number yeah. that your number is. Yeah, and then we had developed a the similar, like, well, what is the threat? What do they want in order to do what? Or, or the, the what is the threat? What are they doing? What are they trying to achieve? And then all while, uh, the sort of, like, instant plot uh, bad guy rolling table that, uh, that uh, Lasers and Feelings has, and we had come up with a lot of really cool ideas for that. Right. Uh, the scientists from Nim want the sword of a legendary warrior in order to cleanse your fam- their family's na- honor slash name, and all the while the local church is running out of money. Yeah. So there you go. You've got a plot Ooh. right there. One of my favorite parts of the game that we need to revisit and like really refine is the uh, we had a little <laughs> you had drawn a little picture of a mouse and then the mouse mask so that people could kind of yeah. doodle on what their mouse looks like. What does their their Lucha mouse uh, mask look like? Uh, and I think that that's a cool part of the game. <laughs> yeah, there was a little mini project that uh, Meg Dornbrock of Modifier and I were working on that we were submitting a. Uh, a little mini comic to an anthology. Mm-hmm. We didn't end up getting picked up for it, but we had kind of like a plot line written out and she drew some just beautiful little mice. So we might be able to commission her to get those cool. looking much nicer than my, than my little doodles. Yeah. So, um, so why don't we then talk about um, what our goals are for this game? So we have kind of like a description of what the game mm-hmm. is. That it's a dangerous and scary place, you're trying to make things better, and you've taken on the mask to protect your family, your way of life, and your cheese. Yeah. Uh, we want it to be, I think, silly and fun like mm-hmm. that, but also with kind of like the uplifting message, yes. right? So I think a big part of it is that the game has to feel like you're progressing and getting better Yeah, in some way. Mm-hmm. The courage mechanic kind of did that. But it was very slow, because the number of times you actually slow. roll that Luchadoratone number uh, was pretty pretty low. Yeah, and additionally, it's pretty low, and then you spend the courage. Yeah. So at the end, you're not more of a Luchadoratone. You're just still a Luchadoratone that's kind of like in that sort of beginning space. And I, I think it's fun in this kind of a game that you're like, yes, we are going and taking care of a thing to be able to check boxes off and kind of at the end of it be like, yes, and here's my awesome Luchadoratone. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that drawing the character is a fun little thing. Yeah. I'd like to keep that. Yes, absolutely. I would like to keep the game pretty light. 
Like really when you're Agreed. when you're talking about this game, there's there's like one there's really like whenever you're taking an action, you're pretty much doing the same role uh with a helping mechanic yeah. and the courage mechanic. So there's really only like two or three real things that you're doing. Um, which means that the emphasis is on uh, the description of the story and the narrative, and it lets you kind of, it's very not restrictive. It lets you kind of be cool and awesome, and I like that a lot. Uh, it also yeah, means that it can be a game that if you don't own, you can, or, but if either, if you, if you own it, but your friends don't, you can explain to them in two seconds. Um, yeah. That's the kind of thing that I've wanted it to be. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it should be something really tight. Maybe even trying to keep it as a front and back page game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that another part of it is that it should feel fun and silly. Yes. Like, we had a mechanic by which, I guess technically in the rules it doesn't say that you shout Luchadoraton, <laughs> but we shouted Luchadoraton anytime we rolled a Luchadoraton. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's, and that was good. It's in the rules of an exclamation mark in all capitals. That's true. Uh, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm starting from in terms of what I'd like to make sure we bring over. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to make sure we bring over? Um, oh, you know what? Helping is kind of something that's nice to have too. That's very like Redwall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the you want the the I, I want. Oh God, we didn't explain the concept of Luchador Adon, <laughs> didn't we? Did we? I, so you are like Mexican wrestler oh, yeah. mice. I, yeah, I guess we forgot to is, explain the core idea. Yeah, so you are Mexican wrestler mice uh, that are going to deal with some sort of problem or threat. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, it's definitely like very much small world with everything big around you. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot of talking about like, are there humans or not? Um, but it kind of, it pulls on things like it pulls on things like Redwall, but also, you know, things like uh, Luchador wrestling. Yeah, I think that there the one of the things that kind of like one of the things that worked really well about this is that there is a weird like there's a weird overlap between those kinds of Redwall style uh, novels. Um, yeah, like Redwall. Uh, Rats of Nim. Yeah, where you're uh, some some C.S. Lewis, where you're playing, or where the character is a small rat, or a small rat or mouse, uh, and they are um, they are going out beyond their world. They're being brave. It's a story about courage. It's a story about yeah. friendship and working together and stuff like that. And if you look at the the films of of um, like like well known luchador films like not the not like wrestling but like the the movies that yeah. they starred in like all of the old like el santo films uh mm-hmm. where where the luchador is a is a is a bit of a superhero type character they've put on this mask they're going to fight mummies or aliens or whatever um but they yeah. are all but but i mean but they aren't really like like El Santo is not Iron Man. He doesn't have magic no, yeah. powers. Like they are at their core people who have just put on a mask to be courageous and protect their community. And and that's not when he gets so far when, off from what the 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 mice the stories about mice are doing. Yeah. When he gets to Dracula, he's going to wrestle Dracula. Because yeah. that's what he can yeah. do. And so there is a really nice like I think that that story about a, a small mouse putting on a mask to to become something larger than life and 
and then and then the having friends who do the same to all work together to achieve a goal is a is a good core story. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's a fun thing. That is also like not you don't really need to know a whole lot about either mouse literature or luchadors in order to play yeah. it. Because it's like, oh, okay, I get some of this. I get the the facing things that are bigger and scarier than you, and then the GM can prepare and provide some of the other mm-hmm. stuff. So Yeah, tell me what <laughs> hit me with what you got. Okay. I personally do kind of like the having the numbers. Mm-hmm. However, I don't like the numbers aren't really connected to anything. Okay. So I had a crazy thought, and you can try to talk me down from it. <laughs> All right. Or we can go for it and like jump in. Mm-hmm. Here's what I pictured. Uh, a D10, right? Mm-hmm. So that gives a little bit more space, a little more wiggle room. Sure. And instead of having a single number you have a certain number of check marks in mouse or in mask. Okay. So there's basically a, uh, there's like numbers from, uh, from one to 10. And on one side of it, it says at that level of mouse, how mouse are you? And on the other side of it, it says at that level of mask, how mask are you? And you're trying to roll so if you're trying to do a mouse thing, you're trying to roll low. So if you have a three in mouse, then you, you don't have super mouse stuff. You know, you're only 30% able to do mousey things. Yeah. If you have a three in masks, like if you've checked off 10, nine, and eight, then you're not super mask-like. You, you don't have a ton of wrestling ability. Okay. But my plan is that you start with, say, like uh, five, or probably higher than five, maybe like seven points Mm -hmm. that you're checking off on your on your things and then you're making rolls and trying to make it under yours now the reason that i want to set it up as this thing that it shows both lines is that if you succeed at the level if you if you roll at the level of your other stat i think that's when you hit a luchadoraton uh, okay, so you have two numbers now instead of one. Yeah, you have two numbers, and so like, okay. think of it as like, um, almost like, almost like a a health track, mm-hmm. right, from Apocalypse World that you're checking the boxes yeah. off, and so you've got like seven points to spend, and you put four into mouse, you put two into mask, whatever it is, and yeah. then if you roll the opposite number on your roll, then mm-hmm. you get a luchadoraton. So, and if you, yeah. So and if you roll just, the opposite number, yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, just to like get my head straight, so that you would, and so, so you have, you have a a number line from one to ten, and say you've set your mouse number to four and your mask number to seven. So if I'm trying to yeah. do a a luchador thing, and I'm trying, to, so I'm trying to roll over seven, but instead yeah. I roll four. Yeah, exactly four. Then you get a luchador tone. or under four. Exactly, exactly four. So I've happened to roll exactly the number that my my mouse number is. So then something else happens. Okay, I like that. Exactly. I like that. And then I think additionally, part of the game includes you checking off more boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that you are able to become better in each of those things. Yeah, in a way that where where lasers and feelings has you, you can shift your number in, in lasers and feelings. And we had a, a sort of. Um, 
uh, helping. Uh, we had a helping yeah. mechanic. Image moves. Image moves, which were sort of, I think, lightly inspired by the masks kind of um, aiding helping moves. Um yeah, when we started out, the only game that I was hacking anything off of was masks. Um, and so, but the problem there is whenever you add to one, you detract from the other. And so exactly. you are very, I mean, that is a, it's a very, it's a game about balance. But I agree yeah. that this story is not, or that our story isn't necessarily about balance. Like you, exactly. uh, you do want your character to hit peak mouse and peak mask and one of those two may be more important to you for your character like your character may not care if they are the greatest lucha fighter in all time but if they can just become the biggest mouse uh with the most courage who uh protects all Mm -hmm. the cheese then that's the thing that's important to them and that the lucha is just a sort of a means to an end to be the best mouse they can be and i think that part of that is that along each of those tracks is essentially what level of feat you can achieve mm-hmm. without having to roll. Okay. So like if so like if you get luchador if you get a uh, luchador all the way up to 2, so a 2 or higher is a, is a success, then maybe at the 2 level it says like pile drive a cat. Okay. So anything easier than pile driving a cat, you can do. And maybe at mouse, if you get it up to, if you get your mouse up to nine, it's like, uh, care for a community of mice. So any mouse thing you do that's easier than that, hmm. you do it automatically. You don't need to roll anything. That's interesting. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about, um, giving people things they don't have to roll for, because okay. it does kind of mean that as you get towards the end, you're going to be rolling, you're rolling less, less and less. Um, yeah. I do like the idea that there are uh, there are benchmarks along the path that yeah. as you fill them out, you unlock different things. Um, oh, yeah, that could be like little abilities. Or yeah, something. I was thinking my my immediate reaction was maybe not tell them they don't have to roll, but give them new or different things that they can do because they've hit a certain tier. Maybe like on a luchadoraton, you unlock different things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like if you have your mask up to seven, then on a luchadoraton, you can like surprise, frighten, or scare your enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I have to, I have to think about some more examples of what I meant. But I was kind of thinking uh, along the lines of PBTA style uh, advancements. Whereas you're yeah. marking up, but you're not like re, you're not like refreshing the track when you end or when you when you mark a new example. It's just continuing. But it's just yeah. Maybe when you hit uh, three lucha, you get to uh, more easily handle multiple opponents, or uh, yeah. when you hit five mouse, you get to uh, declare that uh, every, like once per whatever scene you can declare you've stored away some cheese or something somewhere and use that as we a resource. Even, we could even put it so it's not at X level, mm-hmm. but like, oh, just from a list three. Yeah. At three, you choose a mouse move yeah. at five. You choose. Yeah. I like that. And then you sort of That'd have to cool like way to do it. You build out a little and like they wouldn't be full like powered by the apocalypse style moves no. i don't think because we want this to yeah, be me, light me but either. it'd be just kind of examples of actions that you could take yeah or or, yeah, or more things to give you explicit narrative permission to do yeah 
I think that could be really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's something like at high levels, maybe you can, or like if you unlock the thing, maybe you can challenge someone to single combat and they have to face you, which would of course be a, a mask move. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've got a mouse move that allows you to like avoid detection from people. Yeah. Yeah. And that would let you kind of customize your character a little bit as you move forward. Um, but with, with, yeah. with people hitting semi similar moves, you would want exactly what you would want. I mean, that's, and that's another thing that we can easily do is you'd want way more move things to pick than, than you had options. Than options. So you would, or yeah. more options than levels or than, than like, yeah. than benchmarks. So you'd always, you'd never be able to take all of them and everyone would be kind of unique. Exactly. I think that would be important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's, so that's a game. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we definitely want so you, okay so you have you have one one or two bars uh of from numbers one to ten and you are putting points into those bars to set the number you're trying to roll over or under um when yes. you hit the opposite number you get some kind of a luchador ton where you're maybe you've maybe failed at your uh, at your at the thing you were trying to do, but you've succeeded in doing something else cool. Like maybe you find you have to find a mouse way to solve the problem that you were trying to lucha, or a lucha way yeah. to solve the problem you were trying to mouse. I think that also offers up the opportunity for super luchador tones, mm-hmm. because eventually you'll be able to roll your opposite number and still succeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there will be a brief period of time where your numbers are the same. Yeah, and then that should be something cool too. But yeah, that if you also, succeed, cool. oh, yeah. that is really cool because then if, I love the, I like that a lot. I like the super luchadoraton where you, where yeah, so you, you get like, you've rolled the number that still is a success, but also hits your other the number. Other yeah, number. and that that is great because that will almost certainly happen because their their numbers moving in opposite directions. Yeah, and so like near the beginning of the game, it definitely cannot happen. No, yeah. But towards the end of the game, you can get those super luchadoratons and just, like, really be amazing. Yeah. Like, that's that's a moment of truth for masks, you know? That's, you've taken control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except that it'll, it'll happen more often. Yeah, definitely. Because um, s- uh, this I think this game is still a one-shot. There's no way this is a campaign. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be cool to have some, some system where you create some fiction at the end uh, that could live on into like a second one shot. Like I don't see this necessarily being um, a game where you pick up the same character again, but more in the style of like when you finish a game of Dwarf Fortress, it leaves behind stuff and fiction that you can then discover later on in another game. Could be Ijo de... (laughs) Hijo de Mascarita. Um, and so you could leave behind legends from your heroes, uh, from your characters, if they survive. Um, and and maybe play, like, the next generation or something like that. Like, that's how you could play a yeah. campaign of it more. Um, so that's something we should May- look at toward the end of char- of this game creation. That could be something that uh, that when you finish your mouse, you choose their mask or their mouse level. Mm-hmm. And, like, you put a mark and an effect that happens that is, like, the heritage move. Nice. Right? So, like, if you finished with a mask of seven, then you might put there, 
at seven, uh, one extra dice against snakes, because that's what you were famous for doing. Yeah. Yeah, so that would be, you would leave, um, okay, so that, let me work that through in my head real quick. So that sounds like we could, um, if you have, if you have, say, for example, you've got three places where you choose an, an ability. You could even yeah. say, here is the list of abilities that you can choose from, f- for any, any section. Here are ones that you have to be hitting the level three upgrade. Here's ones where you have yeah. to be hitting the level six. And here's one where you have to be hitting the level nine. And then yeah. we could leave open spaces for people to write in their heritage moves from their previous yeah. characters. Like, absolutely. I like that. And then that can build out a little custom set of, uh, of like of of heritage moves, uh, especially if you are playing the the child of, or you're picking up the old mask of a previous yeah. character. Yeah, and you could even do something with like if you're playing if you're playing with the same group and having like a good time with the same group, you could even let people start out with one of those heritage moves mm-hmm. and go like, uh, "I'm hijo de cobra," yeah, and kind of go from there. Okay, okay. So when you are rolling. Are you what? Yes. How, like, what are you imagining in this in this version of this game? Uh, are you rolling one die? Are you rolling two die? What What are you doing? How are we setting? So it? that I think that could go a couple different ways. I think that rolling a single die, if you don't have more than a fifty percent chance, is a little. It's like that's that could end up being a little rough. Like I think that this is a game where we want people to have some nice successes. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think that maybe helping could be a great way to add more dice. Okay. Uh, but I, th- I think maybe at default, I think at default you're probably rolling one die maybe. Mm-hmm. And then maybe with help you're rolling a second die and then there's the possibility that your gimmicks that you've picked up could give you extra die could give you extra die on top of that. That'd be cool. Either give you an extra narrative uh, allowance to do something or just yeah. give you straight up an extra die, which would be a very powerful thing to take. Yeah. And I mean, like probably give like some situational stuff like plus one plus one D when you're doing social things yeah. for the mouse could be something. Yeah, I think all the a lot. I think a good framework for those those up those like narrative um, enhancements or upgrades, whatever you want to call them, would be that form of like when you are sneaking, roll with an extra die. Yeah, I agree. That is cool. And I think maybe I think it could be fun to make those gimmicks give pieces of equipment or give pieces of description oh, for oh, you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like cute whiskers. When you are doing social things, plus one to your, I mean, one extra die for your mouse roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then we have, so you start off always rolling one die, and then as you level up, you maybe get extra dice for doing specific activities, and then helping yeah. dice, too. Yes. So how do we want helping to work? Because that is definitely... So I think... I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because that is definitely something we both said we wanted to carry over. I think that's a big part of both the Lucha and Mouse stories, um, so it's got to feel good. Yeah. I I had a thought that is a little interesting. What if helping doesn't give an additional die? Mm-hmm. 
it instead adds an additional Luchadora tone number. Okay. Um, so like, so like they tell you their like if you're rolling mask, they tell you their mask number, mm-hmm. and if you roll their mask number, then that counts for like a team up thing where you just describe the two of you working together in a team way. Okay. In order to get that success, I like that. Because um, that also gives the option of like, hey, I'm gonna help you, and you're still like, no, nah, I handle it all on my own. I got this. Yeah. So then for that. Let's say my mouse number is four and yours is six. Yeah. Um, and, and so you're you're a little bit better at mousing than I am. Um, yeah. And so I'm trying to sneak, which is would be a mouse thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm rolling one die. You've decided to assist me. Um, and so I roll a six that hits your mouse number, but not but doesn't count as a success as a success for me. Yeah, so it's me. So then we would narrate how my help is the thing that caused you to succeed there. How about this? How about yeah. treating this a little bit like the um, threat or advantage system thing from uh, the Edge of the Empire? Oh, okay. Where if and and um, I don't know how you would want to limit this, but. We could say something like, so say we do that exact scenario where my mouse number is four, so I have to roll under four, but your mouse number is six. I roll exactly a six, so I have failed, but I've hit your mouse number, so maybe you prevent, like, maybe I haven't succeeded at at the, uh, the task I was trying to do, but you have prevented it from going worse. Or yeah. you have somehow helped me, like, maybe you've, like, thrown yourself at me quickly to dodge, like, to push me out of the way from an attack uh, that I would have otherwise, or, like, or, or like, I, like, we've, you've pushed me out of the, of, uh, away from a crinkly leaf, so I didn't, like, step on it and alert the cat. Um, we yeah. haven't made it across the, 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 um, the log bridge yet, but you stopped something but terrible happening, yeah, which otherwise yeah. would have happened. Yeah, so I think that's cool, because that also means that you can only, I mean, that means that you can only help someone if you're better at the task than they are. Well, no, because that's the other thing. Which feels a little... Is because then, let's say, you are doing something, oh. and I'm helping, and you roll a four, which is my then mouse we succeeded. number, we succeeded, and we and worked we get together. An advantage. Cool, cool, I and like so that a lot. you can have that kind of, like, I you helped me even though I failed, or yeah. you helped me... And we succeeded, and that gives us an yeah. advantage, or gives us a negative, or, or gives us a threat, or something. Nice, that's so good. I like that a lot. So, what do we do? Uh, so, what what allows you to help? Because let's say in theory you're playing with mm. a team of of uh, a bunch of people, like maybe there are four people playing with you, and in theory, like just for ease of of explanation. Um, somebody's mouse number is one, someone's is two, someone's is three, and someone's <laughs> is four. So if I'm the person who's, or yours is the person who's a four, you, and we are all help working together to do this thing, then what does it mean when I roll a two? We've succeeded, right. and the person whose na- lucha number is two uh, helped, I guess. Um, it increases yeah, the like- chance... If you have multiple people, you keep adding more numbers to the to the, uh, yeah. the list that you can possibly hit. Um, if 
what if instead we had instead of the person who had a three, they also have a two. So now if you roll yeah. a two, you get double advantages or you you all work together. Mm. Um, uh, I just don't know what that means. Yeah, I think that part of that, there's a couple different ways we can handle it. Mm hmm. I think one way that some games handle it is only one person can help. Mm -hmm. Which, like, you know, I get it. That That's functional. It works. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of it either. I mean, but... Um, so the thing that we... W if we agree that we want multiple people to help, multiple people to help, yeah. then we just need to have a... something that prevents everyone from helping everyone all the time. All the time, yeah. Because then that just gets boring. What, yeah. I mean, we could do something like team from masks mm -hmm. and just have it so that something that you have to spend something in order to do it. We could, I mean, one thing that this game has not had before is a health track mm -hmm. and we could add a health track. And if you miss a roll, then there's a chance of getting hurt in some way. I would much rather go the path of giving everyone like a skill yeah. in in their in, in mass in 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 their in lucha and in mouse yeah. and that you can only assist someone when your specific skill comes up oh that's kind of so cool. like everyone can sneak but if yeah. you are a person who has taken sneaky as your uh as your mouse skill well, then you are the person who can help other people sneak. Yeah, that's cool. And that might be a solution. Although then, although then the question might be, is it better for the person who's good at sneaking? Oh, except I guess the person that's good at sneaking might still not have the highest mouse. They just chose yeah. sneaking when they made their character. Yeah. Okay. Although that, if that's the case, then like they probably also are the one that has an extra die when they're sneaking. Maybe. Unless we make it like two separate things. Yeah, well, I was thinking these skills of not being something that gives you an extra die, they're just narrative permission to do things. Oh, like more like aspects than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Or um, I wish I could remember, I'm sure there is another game where you just like, when you, you select a thing that's your specialty and yeah. you just get to do those things better. Like, that's just like whenever anyone needs to do that, they look at you. Yeah. And so that's why that's, that's true. And that's why you get to help. Okay. I I think there just then is the question mechanically. Like if let's say that someone is although actually no it's for like sneaking, mm -hmm. I think everyone is rolling to sneak. Right? It's kind of got like that D and D thing mm -hmm. that like more than one person has to roll to sneak, so someone helping and rolling themselves makes sense. Mm-hmm. But something where it's like, we need to open this gate. The person who took good at lifting stuff isn't going to help someone else after the fact. And that's maybe okay. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, another thing that... Oh, man, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Hit me. Mm, I don't got it. Because <laughs> here's what I was thinking. Okay, tell me what you're thinking. I was thinking that if you have succeeded in helping somebody, then that would give you like some friendship, like some bond, right? Mm -hmm. 
and then that would make it so that you can help them. But that's that's dependent upon having that thing. So if you fail a single roll, if you start with one friendship and you fail a roll and you're at zero friendship, then you can't help anymore, and that sucks. Yeah, no. Um, I think that maybe there is a, a a difference, and maybe this is just a thing we need a special rule for, where like, yeah, if you are like sneaking is a is a is a good but. A good negative example like sneaking yeah. is a task that usually the team is doing together yeah um or like like barricading the church is another example where yeah. it's like there those are team tasks those are things that everyone works yeah. together to do uh but like fighting the the weasel that's a thing that that maybe the the biggest lucha mouse is doing while other people are doing other things. And yeah. so I think that the idea that you, that if like I have um, like a high flying as my lucha specialty nice. uh, and you are fighting the weasel, then I can assist you if I can explain how I've gotten up on top of the church and I'm going to throw myself off the roof towards this weasel and that's how I'm helping yeah. you fight. And I think that the thing we described earlier where then like we add my lucha number to your to your role and if you hit that extra bonus things happen. I think that works. Yeah. I think that for for those group activities though we might need some other kind of a mechanic because it's it is mm. going to be the thing that everyone does. Um, so maybe there is a, if, if you are helping one-on-one, that's the mechanic that we laid out. But if we're doing something as a group, because it maybe even like if we were doing something where most of the characters are inside helping barricade the church, I'm up on the roof about to throw myself off at this weasel, but you are facing off against him, like distracting him. Well, then I'm helping you. And that's different than if we are all together wrestling a mouse, uh, a cat that has come to like steal all of our, our milk. Um, and so then that's the difference between you doing a one-on-one fight where I'm helping you be one person or helping you as one person versus a team activity of us working together. I think that, I think that working together needs a different, a different, uh, set of rules than just a single person. I can see that. Yeah. Cause I think that, that, that is also a fun thing kind of in the mechanics of the world that sometimes all the mice work together. Mm -hmm. But I kind of think that, okay, here's a thought, here's a thought. All the mice working together, I think, is a move of some kind, right? That we need a specific role for that. And that could even be a thing that you roll the dice and you have to hit the number exactly, you have to hit the number exactly of one of the mice. Mm Mm-hmm in order to like do the thing or like get a number of successes or whatever the heck it is. But I think you could ha- also, we could do a thing that uses like a team pool, like masks. Yeah. But team is created, is gained by rolling luchadora tones because you can still roll a luchadora tone without any help. Mm-hmm. And then that gives you, that gives you courage, right? That gives you that momentum that gives you that. Cause you've just had a moment where you saw, your friend being so cool. And then in the future, you can spend that team out of that courage out of the pool to help each other out. I could see that. I could see that. Um, you could almost use that team. You could almost spend that team to add yourself as a helper 
and the effect being that you increase the the like temporarily increase the person's number by one. Oh, true. Um, I mean, really, realistically, anytime that some if we're anytime you're adding a number, it's making it so that you're ten percent more likely. I guess only if it's above the number that doesn't actually mm-hmm. work. But that's why I was thinking if you spend that that point, then you increase the number. Here's another here's yeah. another way we could yeah. go about it. Um if so the the way that we have described helping, like the solo helping, is that we just yeah. add my number to to your, tr- your track. Uh, yeah, my add yeah. my number to your track if you are doing the thing and I'm yeah. helping. And so that means yeah. that you know that that you still have your nor- your same normal percentage, but there is now an additional one in ten chance that I do something to help. Yeah, it's not a huge percentage. Um, I I would almost be interested in uh, playing out the math of putting both my numbers on your list and saying if you hit either of my two mm. numbers, something happens. That's a different conversation. Um, but so fundamentally, that that action is still you rolling one die and then you get some extra things if you hit my number. What if for team action, or you roll one die, or if you are doing a thing that gives you an extra bonus die, you get to roll the second die. Um, Yeah. What if for group actions, um, the way that we work together is that everybody has to roll? Mm. And then... And we see how many successes we get. Yeah. And And then you could do little, like, interesting narrative things there where... Um, maybe you need a certain number of successes to 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 succeed as a group, but yeah. if I roll any of your numbers, so like we'll take, say we're all rolling a, a mouse number to sneak somewhere together, yeah, um, and we have that scenario where I've got a one, someone else has a two, there's a four and a seven, yeah, um, and I roll a four. So I, and that's, which, which if, if my number is a seven, that's a success, but it also sort of links me to your character. And then yeah. we can describe so we li- narratively how that helps. Yeah. Cause I think a big part of this game should be connecting the players to each yeah. other so that they can have little moments where it's like, and then my mouse grabs your hand and pulls you up on top of the log. Because let's be honest, if you're playing a game about mouse, you mostly are playing because you want to be adorable, yeah. right? Like. I don't think a whole lot of people are going like, I want to play some mouse guard because I want epic sword fights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of other games for epic sword fights. No one's playing Luchador Atone because they're like, I want to most accurately simulate wrestling. Yeah. They'll play <laughs> Nathan DiPaoletta has got worldwide wrestling on lock. Yeah. Go play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the idea that then we could do little things like if we're all trying to cross uh, 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 like a stick bridge and yeah. and and we... Maybe we even all fail. Like, maybe we don't get enough. Yeah. But I roll a four, which is your number, and you roll a three, which is somebody else's number, and now we are hanging, yes. and I've got your hand, and you've got somebody else's hand. Um, oh, that's really And there's good. one person at the top who's trying to help bring us back up. Yeah, so maybe we don't even really need to limit helping each other. Maybe helping each other is just the thing you're doing constantly. I think, And, like, a GM note is don't let every task be a task that everybody's handling it all at once. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're fighting a weasel, then at the same time introduce three rat thugs that are going to come in. Yeah, I think there is a... I think that there needs to be a, a dividing line between um, 
working as a team and working individually and like me yeah. helping you do a task that you are doing that I am not doing like in, yeah, I can see that in, in masks helping and using team is very much everybody. Like if, if we, I can, so if someone in masks is doing a thing and I want to help them, then narratively we describe what I'm doing to help. And my helping yeah. doesn't need to literally be a, a directly assisting you. It's us working as a team. But I think that in this, it should be me literally helping you if we are going to yeah, do it that way. Unless we are all working together as a team, and then we... We have the line of the four mice doing the thing. Yeah. Because that's, that's the cute image. Yeah, and then maybe in that moment, for that thing, we shift away from trying to hit under a certain number and shift yeah. to a certain number of successes. I don't know how we yeah. define what a success is in that case. Um, well... Everybody still has their numbers. Okay, yeah. And they're probably still doing a mouse or mask thing, so it's just seeing, hey, you've got four people rolling. Yeah, so if we're all you trying to, to get sneak five successes. Yeah. If we're all trying to sneak, we are all rolling rolling mouse and a certain number of us have to hit our mouse number. Yeah. And so like if there is a possibility that people are rolling like let's say that if if we can come up with a good way that people are tending to roll two dice or tending to roll three dice, even if it's just roll two dice, mm-hmm. um, you just can set the difficulty to what you need it to be. Like, if you set it to the exact number of players, then that will mean that if somebody fails on both of them, then a success from the other person will help to make it so that you did make it. Yeah, because by the end of the game, you'll be rolling more. You're more likely to be rolling multiple dice. Yeah, that is cool. And then you once you've got too many, like once you've got too many successes, you can start doing things like, oh, but now we get to do an epic thing as that happens. Like if we don't just push the door open, it slams open. If I'm rolling two dice and you're rolling one and you fail, but I roll two successes. Well, then we succeed and I have clearly helped you in some way. Uh, But if because we'll oh, because you've got the because everyone is rolling their own dice. So we have the moment where I look down at my die and I go, oh, no, guys, I didn't make it. I go, no, but I I double succeeded. So I help you. Exactly. Because I think that's an important thing with for the helping to feel good is that we have to know that someone got help so that we can describe the help afterwards. Yes. And that's, you know, like as opposed to like the player rolls an additional die. It's better if the other player also rolls a die to help. Well, there's, so there's the difference between, I think that that is the, the, the the narrative distinction too is in one case when you are fighting and I'm going to help you, um, or you're sneaking and I'm going to help you, then we are deciding ahead of time, you are going to perform this action and I am assisting you in doing it versus if we're doing something as a team, we are all trying together and that helping may just come naturally out of it. Yeah. And I mean, like part of that also could be the GM setting things up differently. Mm -hmm. Like if it's important that one player is doing the action and the other is helping, then we're doing the thing with the additional, like with the additional number added. Mm -hmm. But if even if you have like a team of five, and three people are climbing or like pushing on a table, pushing on a table would not work, pushing on a book to try to knock yeah. it off. Uh, then you would roll for the three people and then do the helping moving dice around afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's cute. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you still have the option. So if we are all trying to do a thing and you are rolling one die and I'm rolling two, like we said, and you fail, but I've succeeded twice. 
well, then clearly that means that we've we've got enough successes, so we have to describe how we succeed and how maybe yeah. you didn't necessarily uh, like maybe you fall over or something and don't help push, but I've summoned double strength because I see that you fall and I know that this is important. Um, and that yeah. also means that then I have multiple dice that I could hit somebody else's mouse number, and then that gives us more narrative cues mm. to describe the action. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got it's got a little bit of the Edge of the Empire thing, like you were saying mm-hmm. before, that you roll the dice and then you look around and say, okay, so what did our story tell us in that moment? Yeah, I, I really like that kind of roll, like literally roll to find out type thing. Where yeah, I, I like that where too. You're, you're looking and and your roll tells you more than just pass fail. It's also giving you yeah. other story cues. And so I think that- in those moments when you're doing team work, you're not. It just does your mouth. Did you roll anybody else's mouse number? Yeah. And so I think maybe we could also play with that a little bit in terms of our gimmicks. I think mm-hmm. maybe it's important what number your gimmick is on. Yeah. Because like if you roll, like if you've got, I don't know, snake strangler. Yeah. Like, so like you've, your mouse has like, uh, your mask has big snake fangs on it because you're at, you're adept at fighting snakes and you roll the snake thing. Then it would be kind of cool if you then have can put in some sort of detail about it being snaky. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's what you rolled, and that's cool. Mm, but that that just opens up like possibility of like what sort of things should be in it. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yes, I think we have a good framework here. I think we do too, and I think we also have the possibility of like having your page, like your page long thing, that is just sort of the rules of the game, your character sheet, and then maybe like a packet of three or four pages that are like equipment, like not equipment, but like yeah, the gimmicks yeah. that you pick up. Yeah. Probably not even that and many then, pages, just probably one. Yeah. Well, depending on well, how tight as much are. as we want to do, to be honest. Yeah. 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 Cause some of it could also be at the table. Like, Hey, uh, I just, <laughs> I, I just climbed, uh, I just climbed in through a, uh, what are, what are those things that the rain comes down from? That, like so, the rain like lands on the roof drainage and goes pipe. drainage pipe. Like I I climbed through a drainage pipe and I kind of want to have that be my gimmick, and then you just go okay, then that. Yeah. But I think it's also kind of nice to have like a little list that you're picking off of. Also, I'm not really sure. Yeah, that I, I think see, could use some play. Yeah, I can see the difference between it being a a, f- a more free form thing where you're just saying uh, write in something that you do like that you're known for doing versus yeah. uh, here is a defined list. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of the defined list, but that's just because I'm because <laughs> I'm PBTA to my core. Mm-hmm. Are you happy I didn't make it PBTA? Um, I'm actually a little surprised. Like I, I was expecting you to come in and say, Hey, let's, let's, uh, whenever you're doing any action, ask if you're doing it mouse style. And if you, if the answer is yes, you get plus one. And if the, if you're doing it mask style, then add plus one. So if you're doing both, uh, add plus two, Mm. um, that was kind of the, uh, mouse passion, uh, version. I thought you were going to pitch me. Are you doing this for love or are you doing this for vengeance? Yeah. Yeah. I, I considered that. But I kind of, I started looking at, um, uh, what's it called? I started looking at Goblin Quest and some other little games like that that have you like doing check marks on your piece of paper mm-hmm. because this is a one shot and then we get to throw it away and we're mm-hmm. done. And I sort of just loved that. Yeah, I do really like that system. Although I love the idea now because there is the fun of designing your little mouse and drawing your little mm-hmm. mouse. 
I think the heritage thing is like really good. And then I think we could also, so this is me now starting to expand and getting into crunch books, (laughs) but I think you could have some fun, like having a consistent kind of Abbey, like, you know, your place that you're starting Mm -hmm. out. And then maybe that gets some bonuses from having mice retire. I don't know. But I do like that would definitely be into like campaign play. Yeah. That's how you do the generational thing. You have a, you have an Abbey or you have a, uh, some, something that is the central place that you all like, came from the same mouse town yeah. oh man if you retire if you retire and put yourself towards mouse stuff you improve the abbey <laughs> if you retire and you put yourself towards mask stuff you get you have the gimmick that passes on yeah i like that i like that a lot that's cool yeah <laughs> and then we could make like you know blades in the dark uh mm-hmm. that has the we're just gonna take everything from john harper yeah um blades in the dark has the thing where you like move along the map to make your yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to choose your advances. Expand. That's totally what the Abbey has. Yeah. I have yeah. a, a very interesting Blades in the Dark hack that, okay. that I will talk about at some point in the future. It's not even yeah. close enough and I don't want to like spoil the idea. I will yeah. tell you off the recording. Okay. Well well you know <laughs> there's so many ideas. We I know. So many ideas. I know. This is one I've been working on for a while. And it kind of jived with the the Blades in the Dark style. And yeah. I think that that may be the way that I want to go. I think it'd be really fun to make a Forged in the Dark that's game. What that's, that I was think... my point. Yeah. I've been kind of like, yeah. I have, I've had this idea for a game that I want to do that nobody else is doing anything even close to. Uh, keeping nice. around in my head for a while. And I've been just cool. kind of looking for the right system to build it off of. And I've wanted to take one of those like built, uh, like, Either a Powered by the Apocalypse or a, a, a whatever Forged in the Dark style, where someone hands you like a whole like a, a good chunk of the game, and then you can just hack it and uh, and do one of those um, yeah. from an officially released system like that. And so th- when I was thinking about this, and then I, I was reading about the Forged in the Dark, and it kind of clicked that I was like, this might be the system for what I want. I would definitely love to see it. I think one thing we should really try to do this year, because I, I think we've been doing like. We've been doing some good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this year is the year that we finish a lot. Of I, yeah, I agree. Uh, because I think last year we threw a lot of ideas yeah. and people have been asking us like, hey, where's <laughs> what's going on with the race engine? Yeah. What's going on with space road truckers? What's going on with CW? What's going on with XOXO? Mm-hmm. And the truth is a lot of those we've thrown the idea together, but we haven't like made it hit. And Luchador Aton was one of them that also we've been getting questions about. Yeah. It's well, like, Hey, yeah. what's the deal with this bad lasers and feelings? hack? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's like, Oh, I didn't have time to keep working on that because I had to obviously start a new idea for next week's episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think this might so think, be the year, the year of finishing things. Yeah. And so like doing more episodes where we say, for real, we want to do race engine. Let's sit down and build it. Yeah, or even like on the air and off the air and all those different and things. Because I think I think like this for Luchador Raton really moved it from idea to thing we have to type up. Yeah, yeah, and then put yeah. all these rules together in one spot and see where they kind of like where they where they merge and whatnot. Um, I think we did yeah. a lot of really good work last year on taking getting ideas from kind of the rough idea to something yeah. that is a bit more of a, a unified, coherent thought thing. Definitely. Um, and that this year will be our, how do we take the, take that coherent thought thing um, through to a more polished product? 
Um, and yeah. then uh, we've done and we've done some episodes on playtesting and how you take uh, good good ideas from playtesting. And I think that that is actually like how you get from that early thought thing to a more polished game. And then and then maybe next year we'll do like a here's how you take a a very polished game and and polish it a little bit more and then publish it. <laughs> oh God, we've got a two year plan now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that could make some sense because, I mean, in terms of my own process as a game designer, last year I was throwing a lot of ideas at the wall and kind of seeing what hits yeah. and what sticks. This year I need to finish Pasión de las Pasiones because early 2019 will... Let me say that again. I need to finish Pasión de las Pasiones because hopefully in 2019 I'll be kickstarting it. Yeah, or late 2018. So, yeah, so I'm in kind of that. Look, no, no. It, it, <laughs> Early because, 2019. I know because I know because of working with Magpie yeah. that it will not be 2018 okay. uh, because they've got a couple of really cool products coming out soon. Yeah. And actually, I think when this episode drops, is it dropping this Tuesday, the sixth? This Tuesday, the sixth. Oh, okay. When the day this episode drops is the day that cartels kickstarter Ooh, goes up yeah nice and i'm so excited for cartel and uh it's gonna be amazing so i'm back in that <laughs> yeah but like i know what's coming up what's uh down the line for magpie and uh pasion is is not first on the That's list yeah. yeah 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 because there it's pasion is not the furthest along yeah uh but like that's gonna be some really good stuff mm-hmm mm-hmm and so I think if you and I, I know that you have some interest in trying to do some publication of some kind. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, I'm whether have it's a couple digital games, or yeah. not. And we had talked to some yeah. people about getting Luchadoraton into a finished vo- form that we could uh, release yeah. more officially. Um, I have like this dream version of Luchadoraton. Yeah. That is a small book, like a, like a little like Ashcan yeah. size book kind of thing. That has like a little luchador tone comic mm-hmm. that has an explanation of how to run the game, a bunch of ideas for games, and the playbook that you print out. Yeah. And is just like cute and little and pretty. I would actually really like if I don't know how, like, again, I know nothing about publishing, but we'll figure that out. Um, ideally for me, it would be the like that ash can of your game, um, yeah. but cut in half height wise. Just smaller. Just a small booklet. <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh I think that's I think that's a good goal. I think we have a we have a we have a good uh roadmap to get from this game that we have now to a more unique, not super lasers and healing and feelings based game. Yeah. Um I definitely. think that what we described today definitely takes us away from that. Um, it's yeah. definitely influenced by, but I think it's unique enough that mm-hmm. we can call it our own thing. And, yeah. um, and yeah, so I think that, that that's a, a thing that we'll do and, uh, maybe in a few more episodes or another year, <laughs> who knows what we'll, uh, we'll come back to this in another episode and talk about that. Can I also just say, this is like way over the top, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we probably won't do it, but, I, uh, with, one of our, our our dear friends, Kelly, yesterday was talking about how to make Passion work as a product mm-hmm. in terms of like using playsets. And she was saying like basically having cards that go onto the thing. Yeah. 
how freaking cool would it be for the gimmicks to be cards? Okay. Yeah. So no one is getting the same gimmicks and we're able to make more gimmicks and have like a little deck of cards. Yeah. For Luchadoradon. That'd that be, be good. Amazingly cool. And also would require art and publishing and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. But who do knows? That. That's I don't not know. too hard. Uh, we yeah, know even if people. that's even that's like a print and play thing, that could maybe yeah. be a possibility. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's talk to Meg. I feel yeah. like Meg's art style would be amazing for it. Did, did I ever show you the mice that Meg No, did? no, I have not seen the mice. So oh my gosh, at some you need point to see the mice. Yes. Maybe I can even ask Meg if we can post them. I don't know. So do you have anything else to add to this um, or want to say about Luchadoraton before we wrap up? I, for a long time, felt like Luchadoraton was done. Yeah. And, like, one thing that I say to people a lot as they're starting to get into game design is take a simple game and rebuild it. Mm -hmm. So, like, take a Lasers and Feelings. And, like, at this point, there's, like, you know, there's jokes that everyone has their own Lasers and Feelings hack. And that's (laughs) kind of accurate. Like, Anyone who has published a PBTA hack has also published a Lasers and Feelings hack. But that's I think that's still good advice. I think mm-hmm. finding a really simple system and saying, hey, does this concept work is a good way to know whether a concept is worth chasing. Yeah, and I think that also from a, a an improving yourself as a game designer standpoint... Yeah. Taking something like lasers and feelings, which is a simple system, mm-hmm. and saying, here is the idea that I have for a lasers and feelings hack, but not just sort of like reskinning it and then like slapping some more some flavor text on it, but doing yeah. like what we've kind of done now twice, where you sort of really rip apart the pieces and say, Why, why are was this built this way? Why yeah. why um why did we choose to do this? Why did John Harper set up these mechanics this way? What was John Harper trying to accomplish with these? And then is this accomplishing the same thing? And if not, then let me pull it out and replace it with a different mechanic where we have two tracks with check marks and, and other things. And, and, and how can I build a small thing from beginning to end? Yeah. And let me just say also lasers and feelings is an amazing game for exactly what lasers and feelings does. I don't know if there's any game I would rather play than Lasers and Feelings if I was trying to play that Star Trekky sort of feel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So definitely no shade on it. It just isn't the it isn't the meaning that we're trying to get across. Yeah. But having done it and built it in this has kind of let us see that. Yeah. It's and and I think that there is a thing about and this is kind of what I was saying is there is a there is a when you are messing around in somebody else's game. Yeah, you will learn things about that game. You will learn things about your game. You will learn things about yourself as a designer, and that that process is just a lot shorter if the game is small. Yeah, and so you can go th- if you're not making a fantasy heartbreaker, yeah. <laughs> taking three point five and trying to build everything from the ground up, which is so hard and takes so long. And so you can just kind of like rock through an early uh, reskin of Lasers and Feelings and go, okay, this wasn't, this didn't like get it from up to like what we did, get it to a place that we thought was done. And then later you can go back and say, oh, well, it wasn't really doing what I wanted. And here's why. So let me rebuild it. And that whole rebuilding process doesn't take you years. It takes you an hour. And so you can kind of run through that a few times and Mm -hmm. which is like, like we well, like back in our episode where we talked to John Adamus about uh, Noir World, he talked about yeah. rewriting the dra- like rewriting drafts of of Noir World 
uh, like maybe a hundred times, but I'm sure each of those rewrites took him months of time to do, which is why he's yeah. been working on that game for like five years or ten and years. Why it is, yeah, and like that also means it's super polished. Yeah. And actually, I think I think it's coming through the pipeline soon. But but so I to think, that, that same point is you can do a game where you rewrite it 40 times if you yeah. are rewriting Lasers and Feelings and you're doing it one rewrite yes. every weekend because it doesn't take yeah. you months to do that. It can take you 10 minutes and yeah. so that you can get that polish and that, that game design experience much yeah. quicker. It's also really kind of a cool, fun thing to go back and look at some of your game design from a little while back. Like, uh, for this, for the Pasión de las Pasiones brunch, I had to remake a couple of playbooks that, you hadn't worked on. that didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. And they had both been in my Metatopia 2016 playtest, which was very bad. And they didn't work yeah. <laughs> at that time. But, like, some of the core ideas could still be taken. And, like, each of the playbooks now has four moves Mm -hmm. instead of the two that it had from the previous version. And both of the moves have basically moved over to the new version. But with every mechanical thing changed, because mechanically it didn't work. So, like, I feel like this is a similar sort of thing that Luchadoraton mechanically didn't work. It was, like, the story we were trying to tell didn't really jive with the mechanics. Mm -hmm. And now, but we know, but we know that the story and the narrative is sound mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we've play tested it and seen that that is a sound narrative, that it's a fun little story. And now we just need to make sure that the mechanics actually, actually back that up. Yeah. There's a, a thing that I've talked about in the past of, of, um, the minimum viable product is a thing that gets yeah. tossed around in, in like uh, tech, the tech world a lot. And like, there is something to be said about just slap something together that is playable and functional yeah. quickly because you will learn so much more about your game and about your story by playtesting it and by, and by running it than you ever will slogging away at a super long game for months and months and months and months in a, to- in a total yeah. vacuum. Yeah, like looking at that, I I'm thinking of this of this tweet thread that I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from uh, Sydney Icarus uh, at Action Economy on Twitter. That is this whole thread talking about the core loop of your game. So not saying like, "Hey, what is all of my playbooks? What is all my ideas?" But going like like the core loop for Dungeon World is tell a story and roll two d six when the outcome is in doubt. Uh, swords without master set a scene decide a tone find the cool stuff in it and basically just talking about how you can instead of testing the entire game instead of having you know eight playbooks and uh 12 moves and everything like that you can figure out what is the core loop of my game and does it work Mm -hmm. in terms of telling the kind of story that i want to be telling because like Frankly, you and I could test Luchadoraton without any gimmicks written. Yeah. And get a really good idea of how well the game will work once it has gimmicks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, then we know that something in the core loop has to change. And I, we, can, we can connect that thread in the show notes, because it, it, it was a really good read. And I think the more ambitious your project is, the more important it is 
to read that thread and get that thread and focus on your minimum viable product to focus on your core loop, focus on when the rubber hits the road, what is it? Mm -hmm. All right. So um, speaking of Twitter, Ah. if you would like to reach out, if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter, um, you can find both of us at stop, hack and roll or individually. I'm at end the meltdowns and I'm at Dr. Captain Cobalt. You can find all of our episodes and links to some of the games we've been working on at stophackandroll.com. Uh, you can, and with 2018, we're going to get more stuff on there and get some availability of stuff because we're going to finish more things. Yep. Um, you can email us and remind us to finish things at either James <laughs> or Brandon at stophackandroll.com. You can finish the review of our podcast that you've been working on and post it on iTunes to help others find the show. Um, and we make this podcast with the support of our Patreon backers. Backers like Michael Bowman, Chad Owen, uh, Ben J, Riverhouse Games, ShuffleQuest, Zoe Rich, Declan Chadbourne, Alice Tobin, Chris Newton, Clay, who is Terminally Nerdy, uh, Robert Kosick, V. Brower, Anthony Nomorosa, Jimmy Rogers, Blake Ryan, Richard Kurtzlandry, Troy Pitchelman, Rob Abrazado, Rob Harvey, Randy Lubin, The Fool Dude, Nora Blake, Mike Fielding, and Izzy Sanders. I like that it sounded like you were just like throwing shade on Clay in the middle of that. <laughs> no, it's his, uh, it's his, uh, he put that in as his last name, so it shows up on the list as Clay, terminally, terminally nerdy. Uh, yeah, we appreciate so much all of our Patreon backers. Uh, really, you make this show possible, and you've made an additional show possible uh, at Protean City Comics, mm-hmm. which is our Masks AP, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You should check it out. So if you'd like to join that big list of names that we read every show um, and support us uh, in making this show and all the future shows, uh, check us out at patreon.com slash stophackandroll. Hey, you want to know what a future show is that will hopefully be coming in the next month or so? What? I'm starting this GMing discussion thing. I've got to do it. I I want to do it so badly. People ask me questions and I want to just be able to go like, hey, I did a thing on that. You should check this out. And so that's going to help to make that happen because it's going to be a video project too, right? Yeah, that's a video project. But uh, uh, I want to have my I I have my my pretty blue Yeti because of our Patreon backers. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wouldn't dare try to set things up and do the audio side of it that uh, without having had that support. Yeah. Uh, But if you can't support us financially or don't want to support us financially, so you can still support us by being a part of our community. Yep. Uh, It makes a huge difference having people talk to us and having people let us know what they like, what they, what they don't like, what interests them, what pushes them. Part of the reason we are doing this episode is because people were asking us how some of the different projects are going. Yeah. And so we want to be able to have that discussion and that work together because that's what makes really great products happen. Mm-hmm. No great game has ever been made in a vacuum. Yep. And our, our while our community is is growing every day um, and that then they are super passionate, you will be surprised how much if you come and join our Discord or hit us up on Twitter, you can personally uh, change the course of our show and help us suggest episodes and stuff. <laughs> and there have been there that have been so uh, there have definitely been days where like somebody uh, asked us a question about this game or was like, hey, how do I mm-hmm. do this? And we were like, all right, that's just going to be a show for next week yep. because it's uh, somebody asked and we were looking for an idea. 
Yeah. Uh, so you can join us on our Discord at tinyurl.com slash shrdiscord or at discord.stophackandroll.com. Uh, so when you are stepping out of your abbey and pulling on your mouse lucha mask, um, looking out over the horizon and thinking about all the weasels and mice that you will fight in the future uh, to defend the honor of your, your town and your friends, uh, don't forget to stop, hack, and roll. Hack and roll.